is Sarney Claus giving you Sterling for Christmas? It's the festive instalment of the Fantasy Football Surgery Podcast. And coming to you for our 82nd edition on the 23rd of December 2017, Christmas is right upon us and the uh, the game week has already started with Arsenal drawing against Liverpool last night, more on that later. Um, but first of all, welcoming back the Iceman. Thank you, Billy. Welcome back to you too. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, we've got a previous guest joining us once again, welcoming back Mr. Alex Ball, or as I suppose people might know you as, Alex Waterbaby. Hello, gentlemen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Good to have you uh, back on the pod, Alex. How have you Thanks been getting on me. since we? La- yeah, how have you been getting on since we last spoke to you? Oh, up and down. It's fair to say, up and down. Uh, do- doing all right at the minute. Just just before this game week started, I was around twenty five k. Excellent. Um, but yeah, just sort of sliding sliding around the hundred k, and sort of had a few few good weeks, but uh, struggling to gain much traction this year. So I'm assuming you had Salah last night, but none of the other extra sort of trimmings of Liverpool with Coutinho and Firmino. That's that's the one. Just just the Salah, and of course because he wasn't captain, that that yeah. equates to a red arrow these days. I, I think I saw some stat that he's at seventy five percent of live teams have got him in now, or some something like that. Yeah, so. that's, that's what um, uh, we actually got said on the last week's podcast Tom mentioned that on last week's podcast I think yeah 75%. It's, cr- it's just crazy it's, it negates having him doesn't it unless you captain him you, you sort of get a red arrow which yeah, is you, crazy for uh, have a player like that isn't you've it? just got to have him though haven't you it's just you do, so you do. 15 goals 5 assists from right or left midfield this season absolutely crazy returns absolutely. from Ahmed Salah great good stuff um, so yeah faring well great uh, great standing as well on the top 25,000 I'm sure that'll even itself out once the game week is over ok so before we move on to the questions from our game week um, or the up for the upcoming game week I suppose um, first of all uh, one standing rolling agenda item for the podcast we've got three new patrons uh, uh, for the week. So Matthew Greco, Adi Yakov and Andreas Hontoft move into our Hall of Fame. Thank you very much for your pledges and support. Um, they now get a chance to win some really great prizes and be part of our exclusive Slack channel. Um, if you're interested in uh, supporting the podcast, if you go to patreon.com forward slash fancy football surgery, uh, you'll be able to read a bit more about us on there and uh, look at some of the options for supporting the podcast. So thank you once again for your loyal support. And if you don't, um, if you don't sort of commit to Patreon, even just listen to the podcast, keeps us motivated to keep doing it. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. So, with uh, a million games coming up, we've got... Obviously, this game week is uh, well and truly underway now with the Arsenal versus Liverpool fixture. Um, But we're now looking to the games on Boxing Day, um, New Year's... uh, The day before New Year's Eve, rather, and New Year's Day. So, we've got an absolute snowball avalanche of fixtures over the next few weeks. Um, So, again, what we're going to have to do to cover that is really answer questions and generalise rather than going through every single fixture. So, apologise if you're used to that format. Um, Iceman, do you want to start by running us through 
the uh, the fixtures. Yeah, so we're and just, the, the questions. Yeah, we're just going from uh, the one from really going from a question kind of happened from last night's game from Justin Dies. Just but should we captain Mo Salah for every game week from here on out? And uh, a bit of a throwback to Aguero from the past years. A bit of a set and forget captaincy. And kind of Sid at FPL Sid has asked the same question. Really, can we just captain Salah every week? What holds us back? So it is a case of. I mean, I, I said it on uh, last week's pod. I didn't think he was going to be a good captaincy because I thought Arsenal was going to be able to hold him out. How wrong I was about mm. uh, my very my very own Arsenal. But what, what are your opinions opinions on that, Alex? What are your thoughts on the uh, Salah captaincy? Certain forget. Well, I think I think we'd all be in a lot better position if, come the start of the season, all we'd done is put it on Salah and left it there yeah. right up till now. We, we'd all have a lot more points. I think for me, uh, the simple answer is yeah. I, I really, why wouldn't we do it? And I think Sid raises a good question about why there's something in our subconscious that thinks we have to go for Kane, even though he's not in form, or maybe someone who's got a better fixture. Whereas actually, you, I mean, I watched the game last night as well and Liverpool granted that the uh, the defending from both teams was was comical at times but the way Liverpool attack and their speed and their ability to move the ball and Salah's just key to that you know he's always in the position I mean he could have had four goals last night if if yeah, uh, if, exactly. uh, if he'd been able to finish um I, I had a quick look I mean I think one of the the the, the sort of people we've had certainly last season was Kane as a as a as just a set and forget captain and I know he's been off form this season, but I thought it would be quite interesting just to compare the two stats. So looking at Salah and, and Kane for the last four games, um, Salah's ahead on touches in the opposition box by 132 to 119. He's had more shots on target by 37 to 36. He's had more big chances by 19 to 15. Um, and, and I think you, when, when you look at that, you, you just can't, you can't fault leaving the captain on Salah. I think I think there's the, the caveats to that, and there's two in my eyes, are uh, Klopp's rotation, and he's already said he's going to do it. We've already seen it happen, and I think over the next uh, the next three game weeks, which come in very quick succession, we can expect to see the, the big four from, from Liverpool rotated. I have read something about they've got the FA Cup off, Mane and him, to go to a, an African awards night yeah, or I something that like that. Yeah, it's a bit so, of a so whether that means... It is. I think it's. I think it's when the FA Cup game against Everton is. So you would suspect that those two are less susceptible, and maybe it'll be Coutinho and Firmino, which will be rotated a bit more. But again, this is just pure guesswork. He's also on the from a bonus points because he has so many shots and he misses them. He suffers from the same as Ricarlison um, in that he just is terrible from his bonus points. So and Sterling last week was a prime example. Two goals. But because he missed so many chances, he didn't get any bonus points for yeah, it. Yeah. So I think as long as you can deal with the fact that you're not going to get bonus points and that you run the risk of him being rotated, um, he, he really is someone. And, and he's, he's, he's at the minute, he's my captain for next week unless Klopp suggests that he'll be, he'll be rested. Yeah, I've, I've, I've kind of got my candidacy on him as well. I mean, we had another question from FPL Alex who's just said Salah slash Firmino keep or is Klopp going to bench bench them so it's, it is a worry like with these Liverpool players uh, well, I was just going to come in on that ice man I think um, again the way Liverpool are scoring goals um, so freely at the moment even again if they come on they stand a great chance of netting or doing something you know that that front four is so strong and even when you throw Solanke or Sturridge into that um, if we look at their two next fixtures they've got um, 
of course, uh, Swansea followed by, where are we, uh, Leicester City. So, um, yeah, I, I, mean, I fancy him to play him, but I think for at least the next two weeks, you can definitely leave your armband on him. Yeah, it, but it is that clock rotation which which does worry me. Like, I mean, I'm even I've got my armband on Salah because he is playing teams in Swansea next. And he's playing them at home, so it's got goals written all over. It's just that short span of uh, game mm. time between games, which is just that worry. And you've yeah. always got that in the back of your mind. I mean, like last week, uh, the week before last, I had my captaincy on Salah more or less for the whole week. I changed it to Hazard based on thinking that Salah might be rested. Like, it's always that little bit of worry, because as soon as he is, then you've uh, you've probably just got that one point of him coming off the bench and maybe not scoring. It's, uh, mm. it's, it's, it is difficult to commit to it. I'm, I'm just looking at their fixtures now. So they, it's 26th of December, the 5.30 kick-off, they play Swansea at home. Then it's the 30th of December, so four days later, uh, 3 o'clock, and then 1st of January, 3 o'clock. So, I mean... They've even been a little bit unlucky because they're the five thirty kickoff on the twenty sixth of December as well. So it's only a couple of hours, but yeah, I'm I'm concerned for that rotation. Yeah, um, but I, but my armband's on him, so I think I think I'll be mm-hmm. leaving it. Yeah, no, okay. I'm just uh, confirming that uh, rumor that you heard. Sal- Salah and Mane allowed to attend the award ceremony of uh, Ghana uh, twenty four hours before the FA Cup tie of Everton. Yeah, that is. Uh, that uh, is definitely something that's happening. So it would suggest that Klopp will rest them for that derby meeting. Uh, like when 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 is that game, Iceman? When's the when's the the cup tie? Is that um... just before game week twenty two? Um, mm. Yeah. Just before, uh, oh yeah. So four that's... days before game week twenty two. Right. Okay. So it's, it's that one which <laughs> the game week twenty two. I suppose you could say the a little bit of a worry for that game as well. Then really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, difficult one. Okay, so moving on with the questions. So we've got one here from uh, In It To Win It from uh, FF247. It's Adam. Hi, Adam. I haven't spoken to you for a while. Hope all is well. Um, How many double game week players are you looking at? And will you be hitting to accommodate any? So, I mean, at the moment, I'll just go with what I've got. I've got Kane and I've got Ogbonna. I think I'm just going to kind of ride with these two uh, for now. See, seeing how the next few weeks uh, get on, and then I will save my two free transfers going into that game week, and then I'll have more of a choice looking at the likes of Lanzini and uh, Arnautovic. What, what are your thoughts on this one, Alex? Uh, very similar to you. Um, I've got. Um... Kane and Adrian at the minute, and and I'll be doing exactly. I've got uh, I've got Kiko Firmino at the minute who who needs to go. So I'm I'm possibly looking at one of the West Ham uh, defenders because it, it, sometimes those are the those, those cheap players. You just lob them in because they've got two fixtures and they do all right. I don't know by potluck last season. I had two Stoke players. I had Butland and uh, no, it wasn't Butland. It was when he was injured. It was his replacement. Who's the standing guy for him? That played Grant, most of last Grant. season. Grant, thank you. Yeah, so I had Grant and um, one of the uh, one of the Stoke defenders, and they suddenly got a bonus double game week, and I thought, oh sweet, I'll lob them in. Didn't really expect anything because it was against City and one other. Anyway, they they were the standouts. They got me, you know, they got two clean sheets from that uh, week, and that you know was massive for my uh, for, for for the sort of my season. So I think sometimes even though you think you're not going to get much, um, just having a bit of a pot shot with the because the West Ham uh players are so cheap, it's kind of 
you throw them in, and if it works out, it works out. But I, I do know that there's a there's there's very short turnaround between the two. Um, like maybe is it less less than two days, or you know just yeah. over two days, two or three days. So potentially uh, a bit of rotation from West Ham, uh, maybe uh, Spurs as well. Um, but I, yeah, I think in answer to you the, the question, it'll be Adrian Kane. Uh, I think Andrea less likely to be rotated. Kane as well, and then possibly um, one of the West Ham midfielders. That I think we've got a question coming on to later on, and also um, maybe maybe a, a Spurs defender as well. But yeah, I, I I probably won't be hitting unless there's a real standout opportunity. I think I'll do the same as you, which is roll in with two free transfers and and see see how the land's lying then. Mm. Yeah, Billy. What, what are your thoughts on the dog game? Sim- similar, yeah. I'm. I've got Kane. I'm. I'm going to go for Adrian as well. Um, just because, even though, obviously, short turnaround of games, the goalkeeper usually holds their place. The other thing I like about that is post that double game week. Good fixtures, so, yeah. yeah, good fixtures. So West Ham away at Huddersfield, potential chance of a cleanie there. Um, home against Bournemouth. Uh, and then home against Palace. The, the next three, you could actually field Adrian without without yeah. much argument there. Um, Spurs yeah, have got some point, nice. That, well, Spurs have got some nice fixtures as well. Um, I uh, again, just because I'm chasing in my mini league, just purely from this theoretical point, um, I will be keeping an eye over the next two game weeks on the likes of Ericsson, the likes of Ali and Son, see which one gets the game time because that might be a differential to play twice um, in those fixtures. But yeah, I'll definitely be rolling in with two free transfers um, and seeing kind of how the form is at that point. Yeah, Just yeah. just a uh, just a point on that. I mean, I think mm. we've, we've very much been caught up, completely fair enough because of their form. The Man City and the um, Liverpool midfielders have just been you know, yeah. taking all our attention because they've been doing so yeah. well. But actually, you make a good point there with, with Ericsson because if you look at his last four games, he's got eight points, eight points, seven points, seven points. Um, and and I think, to be honest, like I hadn't even noticed. I, I Someone pointed it out. And he's actually just sled, steadily chipping away with some, with some points yeah. there. And just look at his ownership. He's losing owners because I think people are going over to the... The, the Man City and the, um, yeah. the Liverpool midfielders. That's, yeah, it is a good point, really, that we could be very strong in that double game week. I, was, I suppose it's it's the risk of you don't want to get him in for that uh, that blank game week 21 and then mm, uh, bringing in uh, those free transfers. I think having two players going into that game week 21, you always kind of want that another a bench player which is safe because you, you kind of you want to minimize uh, the risk as much as possible because if you go into that game week 21 you get an injury or something and you haven't got anyone on your bench like then obviously you, that's detriment to you really it's it's not it's not going to work out uh, as well as actually having a a bench player who can play mm. so yeah it is that risk as well so that's why i think just going into game week 22 with two frees as we've all said uh, is probably yeah. the best strategy uh i'm going into game week 21 with just the two double game week players at the moment things may change within the next couple of game weeks because we've got three game weeks until then um 
but yeah, I think that that is probably the best solution. That kind of answers our question from uh, FanDoc uh, from Reddit. He's just saying, what are your thoughts on trying to get five to six double game week players? And he doesn't see see the need to have more than three. So yeah, there's another one there who who doesn't look like he's going in with loads of double game week players. I mean, it's not. It doesn't look like the most exciting one. And as you mentioned, the games are so close together that you're kind of worried about that rotation as well. Yeah, the other thing is you don't want to pull away from your ability to have in your squad United are home against Burnley, City at Newcastle, mm. Chelsea at Brighton, yeah. and Arsenal at Palace. So actually, if, if you put too many of those players in, you could miss out on some players of higher ceilings. That's the other thing to consider. Yeah, well, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, you think back to last season, we all did that. We went chasing Liverpool's double game week, and it was. Yeah. Kane and uh, Deli Alley. They outscored them, didn't weeks. they? Yeah, yeah. They outscored them massively, and we all Brilliant. sat there Great with bloody people that had done 10 minutes or something like that and did absolutely nothing. And, you know, we'd taken hits to get them in. Heartbreaking. Um, it was, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, well, just moving on from that, in a uh, kind of what you would look at if you've only got maybe, say, Kane in your team, whether you're going to go for a, uh, a West Ham midfielder. We had Joe, Joe Creeley has just put which West Ham midfielder, uh, Lanzini influence versus Arnie Goldfret. What, what are the choices here? What, what are your thoughts on that, Bully? I'll, I'll go to you first on this one. Yeah. Just going from uh, instinct, what, what are your thinking? Insta- well, also, what, I've watched a few West Ham games recently. I really like the look of Arnautovic. He looks far more up for it now. I know he's blanked in, in some of those games, but um, I think Moyes looks like he's committed to him. They finally got a striker who looks a bit more productive. I'm always worried about Lanzini's injury record as well, especially yeah, if I'm going to bank on him to play twice. Um, I can see Moyes potentially just trying to manage that a little bit, so how many minutes he gets. Whereas I think Arnie's a sort of player that will be robust enough to get through all of those games so I think if if you've got the money I'd probably go on out of it and he'll certainly be somebody else I'll be looking at as an option for my third player for this double game week yeah I mean I, I looked at the stats on both of these two just over the last three and it's obvious um which, which who's beating who it's obviously Arnie's winning in the goal threat and Lanzini's oh. winning in their creativity I mean uh, and also Lanzini's just involved a lot more he's got almost double the amount of touches as uh, Arnie uh, it's um it's the shots which uh, he's not as good at he's got only six penalty area touches to uh, an out of which is 22 and then attempts on goal Lanzini's only had one and uh, yeah. Anatovic has had 13 but you look at the chances created he's created 7 to Anatovic's 2 so you, you can see where the, the points for uh, you know uh, goal attack is uh, for goal threat is going so it's going to Arnautovic it's just uh, which one you want to plug for I would actually plug for uh, Arnautovic at the moment he seems to be mm. starting in that um, um out of position role up front so it would be him yeah. for me what are your thoughts Alex yeah I, I'm the same I, I did a little bit of, of research into it and, and came up with exactly the same as you it, it's the um, Anatovic who's the, the more likely to score and Lanzini who's the more likely to assist it but then the, the sort of two things that worry me is as as you pointed out Bully Lanzini's injury record's a real concern Arnautovic, he's he can he can come and go in games, uh, and I mean last last week was a prime example. He you know that was the best of Arnautovic playing against his old team, desperately up for it to score a goal. You know does the whole West Ham celebration, just absolutely you know wanted that goal more than anything. Looked brilliant. You know could have scored four, um, 
But then other games, you know, you just don't see him. The other thing, just looking back now, his minutes are a little bit of a concern. So he's only played 90 minutes twice all season. And one of those was the first of the, the first of the first first game of the season. So he played 78 last week. That was probably withdrawn for his own safety. Then 90 the week before that, 68, 21, 61. 68, 73, 29. So I, I kind of want to watch over the next three or four games and see if he's starting to really get 90. Because the other thing that um, Moyes has got to be a bit concerned of is he's, if he's playing him up front, he's got the likes of Chikorito and Carroll sat on the bench. And he wants to presumably be giving them some game time as well. So that's my only concern with that, that, that one. Whereas I think Lanzini, if he's fit, will play every minute of every game um, or, or a large portion of them. Yeah. So who, who would you uh, like you yourself? Who uh, would you punt on? I'd go for Arnie for yeah. the goal. I'm all, I'm all, always go for the person that's more likely to score a goal over the one that's all, more likely to create. Yeah. Same. Same. Okay. Moving on. Uh, so we've got another question here from FPLI. He's just playing, uh, saying the debate uh, over Kane in out. Are we looking at him in isolation and forgetting Spurs not playing well? So less goals, less chances overall. So less points for Kane. What, what are your thoughts on Kane, um, Alex? We've expressed our thoughts the last few weeks on Kane. Just if we just hear yours here. Yeah. So I think that it's really difficult. Like. There's a lot of changes in formation going on. A lot of people are, are moving money out of the, the forward line and, and into the midfield because, you know, Kane costs 20, 12.8 million. Um, and he's being outscored by five midfielders at the minute, or and two behind that are very close. And the most expensive of those is KDB at 10.3, you know, that's, that's outscoring him. And the rest of them are around 8.6. Sorry, you can get two of them for 8.6. So the value really is in midfield, but... I just I just worry because I'm I'm very much of a slow moving midfielder when I uh, sorry player when I see a, a a way I want to go I'll be quite aggressive but otherwise I sort of will take my time so at the minute I've still got Morata for example whereas a lot of people have got him I don't know if that's the right move you know judging by things at the minute it seems that going putting that money in midfield is better but I still like having the some sort of structure because if you think about this season we've so far gone through the very start, we were all about having the expensive backline. And then we soon took our money out of that, and we all had three big hitters. You know, when most yeah. of us wildcarded, we had Jesus, we had Aguero, we had uh, uh, Lukaku, we had Kane. And then we've now moved our money into midfield. And completely justifiably, you know, the, 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 the midfielders are, you know, are going superbly well. But I like keeping money in each position so that you're flexible. Yeah. So for me, that was my point Kane, last week. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So for me, Kane stays for that reason at the minute. Plus, I'm not going to get rid of him with a double game week um, coming. You know, on on the horizon. So yeah, Kane Kane stays. He's definitely not. You know, his value's not there at the minute, uh, and we definitely have to be watching. And I, I would say uh, that he's staying with me. As long as he doesn't get a yellow card tomorrow, in which case he would miss the Southampton, in which case I'll sell and buy him back for the double game week. But otherwise, he's staying till the double game week. I'll bench him. Or may, if I've got a free transfer, I may look to, to, uh, to sell him for the blank and then bring him back again. I'll, I'll see how things pan out. Um, but then after that, after that double game week, if he's still blanking, I'll be looking to potentially move him on then. Yeah, I mean, you've got to look at it as well that he's got Southampton. 
um, in game week 21. And then he's got a blank, mm. so he's, he's, you know, he's guaranteed to play. You've got to look at playing time as well and got to think about he's definitely going to be playing the next few games, whereas the likes of maybe uh, Aguero or Jesus uh, or even Firmino uh, might not mm. be. You know, they're they're yeah. Uh, yeah. liable to rotation and Kane's well, yeah, well, guaranteed. That was my logic in holding Morata, and it, you know, it, it, you know, yeah. the more aggressive player would have sold Morata for someone this week and then bought him back for next week because Morata, you would think now, has had his his rest, and so will now play two really nice fixtures. Who are they home to? Um, they are home to sorry, uh, Brighton and home to Stoke. Now, if you're not really going to have Morata for those, yeah, if you're not going to have Morata for those two games, when are you going to have him? So. So my logic is hold him for those, you know, hold him now for those two, and then and then see where we're at after that, and then um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see how we go, but definitely at the minute I'm holding Kane. Yeah, uh, bully. Any further points to to add on Kane other than what you've mentioned the last few weeks? I, I think the only thing would be um, for the listeners that to offer a point as to why again to keep Kane. You've talked about the rationale with his fixtures coming up, but also. With those games coming thick and fast, if you take him out now, on the week when Kane is playing against West Ham, is playing against Swansea, like I said, City are playing against Watford. Um, however, they've played a game two days before, so you, you're going to be questioning, is Azus or Aguero going to start? Um, the same situation with United. We had uh, Ibrahimovic scoring um, in the week, so suddenly does that make him a rotation um threat to Lukaku for two games within two days of each other um, I suppose the other one you might look at um, which would be Chelsea they're playing against Arsenal uh, and they've got Stoke and Morata has kind of been kind of well he's not been in recently for various reasons so I think if we were nailed on and we thought that Aguero was in form and going to start that double game week against Watford um sorry, Spurs double game week against Watford, you could say, well, actually, Aguero might score more against Watford than the way Kane's playing at the moment. But I don't think there's enough form in the other strikers to suggest dropping Kane is going to be any better. Yeah, yeah. So I know that's a roundabout way of saying it, but you see, see what I'm going with? Yeah, that? I, I think your point on Morato uh, wasn't quite right, though, because I think that he's going to start the next two uh because he's been out due to um you know being injured he's had his rest this well he's going to have his rest this week when they were meant to be playing Everton so I think that he's going to be nailed on for the next few um Marata, I think like like Alex has said uh, um if you've held on to him you may as well hold on to him for these next two games because they're probably the best two games to have Marata for mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we're going to move on to the next question now. So, um, oh, FBOI also puts, with a template emerging, which players are the ones to watch uh, that can become longer-term differentials? I think I'm going to uh, put just one shout in here with uh, Pogba coming back. Mm. Um, he's definitely not template at the moment uh, because he's been out quite a while, but with him being back, he's probably going to be the one to have. Uh, he was averaging seven points a game uh before he uh, he got his ban, so yeah, he is definitely one for me. With uh, Man United fixtures coming up in Leicester, Burnley, uh, Southampton, Everton, Stoke, and Burnley again. God, they don't have to play Burnley really quickly after each other, <laughs> don't they? Um, they're, they're they're pretty plum fixtures. Obviously, Burnley's not the best fixture in the world due to their defence, but with Man United and Pogba linking well with Lukaku, I think that he is going to be a good shout going forward. Although he is twelve point one percent. Um, 
ownership at the moment. I suppose that's uh, a lot of dead teams. Maybe I'll have to I'll have to have a look at that. What are your thoughts on on uh, differentials, Alex? Um, the, the one that I've got my eye on only four percent owned. Uh, I'm a bit worried about game time, but his only six million is Jess, Jesse Lingard. Pete's got him. I know it's a bit. Of, it sounds like a bit of a um, bit of a you know a, a, a random left field shout, but I'm just sort of thinking if 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 Lingard keeps playing, you know, in that sort of number ten forward role, which we don't really know what's going to happen now. Pogba's back, so I think it's one to monitor. But I mean, you look at his his points. So he's got twelve, fifteen, two, three, ten over the last um, the last five. Um, and you know, it, look if if Kane had got that, we'd all be blooming. Um, singing his praises so you know you, I just want to keep an eye on him for the next few weeks but I think at 4% and at 6, six million he's a, he's a bit of a left field shout you know um, and again we've, we've all talked about how uh, important those midfield spots are at the minute but he could be quite an interesting one um, to keep an eye on See, I, I would support that but I think that um, with Pogba back I just think he's going to displace him a little yeah. bit more and yeah, I, I, I 100% that it, think that it's one that I, I want to monitor while while Pogba's back. And, and will they play together, or you know, what, what, what do you think there? Yeah, it's <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, he wasn't playing much when Pogba was playing before, so yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to get that much of a, of a shout. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see how it gets on. It's, it is a bit of a punt at the moment, wouldn't it? It'll be it'll be definitely to to bring him in now, especially with. Um, uh, Pogba being back, uh, but Pete, what? It's, it's cool. so, sorry. The end, the end of the point I was going to make. It's really hard to break the the template because the template a template because they're scoring so well. You know, you look at the top owned midfielders and you can't argue with any of them. You know, they're just such good players. You want you want them in your team. So it's really tricky. Yeah, no, I agree. Bully, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, if we're defining it a higher owned player in the ten percent bracket, so there's a couple that um kind of looking that that I think could um, do a little bit more over the course of the season I still don't think we've seen um, everything from Sadio Mane who's only owned by 7.2% and everybody towards kind of um, the Salah-Firmino combination he long term could be a, a differential um, I think Mara's still only I'm really surprised Mara's is only owned by 7.3% I know he blanked last game week yeah, but he, he was doing something Got some good fixtures, but really consistent form leading up to that. So, and he's only eight point five million, so he frees up a little bit of cash elsewhere. Um, and then just the other one is Wilf Saha. So again, six point nine million, only owned by six point four percent of uh, FPL. I do think Palace are starting to look a little now, um, and Zaha has contributed in each of his last three games. So I think those three um, aren't quite in the template, but could do some real damage over the course of the season. Yeah, I, I agree with them, mate. Yeah, I think a good chance. Oh, I've got one more for you. Um, again, a little bit one to monitor would be Andre Gray, yeah. uh, Watford forward, two two percent ownership, um, guaranteed to play the next one. Well, guaranteed, you never know what's going to happen. Looks likely to play the next four because um, Dini's out. Uh, what's his name's out? Dini. Um, Dini, yeah, Troy Dini's been suspended, so he's got a four-game ban. So I think Andre Gray may come back in, um, and and yeah, he's only um, he's only six point three million as well. So you know, again, if you're looking to move money into midfield, he might be uh, one to look at. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, not uh, not in midfield, 
Oh, oh, see, sorry. Oh, sorry, moving the, forward, the money yeah. to midfield. Yeah, 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 yeah moving the money. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I hope we uh, answered that one, FPLI. Uh, so we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Scott Beck has just put, if you're lagging behind in your mini leagues, should you look to play your wild card straight away when it's activated in the new year? Or should you hold out and look to use it at the back end of the season? Cheers, guys. Merry Christmas. What are your thoughts on this one, uh, Alex? Um, so it's a bit difficult to say without seeing um, the, the team specifically. Yeah, it's um, team by team, fe- isn't it? It is, yeah, because I mean, if your team's just ravaged by injury and players out of form, then you might just go, "I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just deal with it and, and get a good team to, to move me forward." Personally, I'll be waiting for the the double game weeks and blank game weeks later in the season to 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 sort of really overhaul my team. Then, um, and and I would suggest that. I'm I'm very much of the like I said if I if I can see a reason for doing it I don't mind taking an eight point hit to to tidy it up or something like that so right now I would probably just go look if you if you've got some problems or you you can see there's some differentials you want to get in take a hit pull the band aid off quickly just take a hit get a few players in um, that you think are going to go push you up your mini league and then save the wild card for later on in the season because you tend to find um, that players will uh, FPL players will drop off as the season progresses. Um, so you you sort of suddenly by holding your, the wild card till a really good double game week or just before that um, you can really jump up the rankings quite a lot by by being strategic like that. Yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. But Pully, what what are your thoughts on that one? Yes, I think I'll probably echo what the, the two of you have said already. But the only um, other thing I'd mention is the reason for that being. You know, you might get an early boost of a few tens of thousands of places, but then you could be missing out on some big points um, later on the season, and then your mini league rival pulls further away from you. So I play the long game on this one. Play the yeah, double. I mean, yeah, it's good. Good point. I mean, you you did it last season, didn't you, Billy? You went like yeah. I think uh, a, I think it was a game week before me, before the double yeah. game week. Do you, do you feel like yeah. that kind of hindered you or helped you last season? Um. You kind it, of needed it in the win. I, I needed to do it, but my selecting wasn't good because I, I went with the Ozil option. You went with Sanchez, yeah, um, and I uh, that caused me like a, a sixty point swing in your favour. So I think you've got to select well. But um, yeah, I think selecting before the double game week is is the best time to do it. Yeah, I I, I echo exactly what uh, Alex and you have said. To be honest, it's. Uh, it's not a case of um, if if you if your team's in bad nick going into the new year. I don't think you should just go ahead and use it because coming around to those double game weeks is really vital to set yourself up as for as much points as possible. And, and yeah. uh, that's why we look forward to the double game weeks because there are so many points in it. And if you select the right people, then you, you know you can really boost up the leagues. And yeah, that that's my my kind of. Uh, theory on that one i think it is best case in waiting so hopefully that's answered your question scott uh so we had another question here from fpl sexy from our slack channel so he's just put a pod question surely at 4.5 uh he's put ashley uh mainland niles is a thing so i'll <laughs> Spell just check i'll just correct you on that so it's so it's uh, Ainsley Maitland Niles is uh, the guy which I think he's talking about uh, for Arsenal. Who seems to be starting at left back? Who's pushed out Kalasnac uh, from the start in eleven because Arsenal seems to be playing a back four at the moment. Is he is he a thing? What what are your thoughts on that, uh, Bully? I'll go to you as an Arsenal fan first. Uh, I part of me thinks that 
Maitland Niles has been played over the last few weeks to combat Salah. Um, and I can see Kalasinac coming straight back in after last night's performance. There was an absolutely brilliant, I know I'm digressing slightly here, but there was an interview with Wenger afterwards about the best way to play against pace. And he said one of the best things you can do is play high against pace because you can catch them offside. Well, that clearly doesn't work because we've just let in three goals. <laughs> and then um, I, I go back to look, because he, he talked about the use of Maitland-Niles' pace. And when I watched all the highlights, it, they weren't all Maitland-Niles' fault, but two of the goals came from the left-back position when a slightly more disciplined left-back of the Winterburn era might have, have positioned himself oh, Winter better. Burn. Oh, oh Winterburn. Oh, that goal against Chelsea. Um but yeah, so I, I don't think Maitland-Niles is a thing. I think he'll rotate in and out. But I think once we get the midweek games back in Europe, um, Kolasinac will be the nailed on one foot for left back. Um, the other thing is, I think we've gone four at the back against Liverpool. And I can see us going back to 3-4-3 three, three and Kolasinac being the better option there coming back in. So I would say no at the moment. Yeah, I think Wenger has some sort of thing about Kalashnikov playing in the back four for some reason. I think he's not played uh, in in left back in the back four very often. He's more of a wing back, so I think that's why he was putting probably he was hoping a more disciplined, pacey Maitland Niles at left back. I, I don't think it's going to last the whole season. I wouldn't risk it. It's too much of a risk. You know, there's there's loads of other players that you could select for four point five or or less. Uh, Alex, what what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it's, it's same as what you said. I, I wouldn't go there because I mean the, the big the big thing is as well is he's down as a midfielder, so he's sort of the same as Fabian Delph. So yeah, dirt cheap into a into one of well, are you a top four team still? Um, into a into <laughs> oh a, burn, into a into a top top six team, but but then you're not getting in the the defensive points. And I mean he he he's not really an attacking player. He's he's sat very defensive, so. What are you really expecting to get out of it? I'd rather have a, a Ruben Loftus Cheek or or someone like that that may get you sneak you a uh, sneak you a cheeky assist or goal that, that than someone who's probably going to get you nothing and you're going to constantly be worried about him losing his space. And the last thing you want to be doing is messing around with your fifth midfielder um, at four point five. It's kind of like changing your goalkeepers, isn't it? You want to be uh, you want to be keeping those down to those transfers down to a minimum. So no, I, I'd stick with whatever you've already got. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Okay, we're just going to look uh, another question here from uh, Dear Raj. Um, has just put, uh, I have seen many uh, minus 0.1 left exceed limit in the transfer page screenshot from FPL managers on Twitter. My question is, do you use all the money in the bank while making a transfer or leave some in the bank to avoid multiple transfers to bring in a player? Optimised versus efficient? What is the best way, he's asking. Alex, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. On the question or on how to answer it? On how to answer it. <laughs> um, I would say that, as a rule, um, I oh, goodness, it's, it's it's a tricky one because you can see there's there's an argument for both. So you, you you don't really want to be leaving money in the bank, but at the same time, in for for example, this week I've left Morata on the bench, which I don't really like doing, but I can I had other fires to put out, so I had to, I decided to leave him there, but. Ideally, you want to have your money playing on the pitch. So um, I, if I'm making a big transfer to, to remove someone, so say, for example, we did sell Kane, I would straight away, straight, away, straight away be reinvesting that into a midfielder immediately, even if that was a four-point hit. I, I wouldn't be transferring Kane and then waiting to the next week. 
um, and then making that midfield move. So I'd either save up two transfers or I would just take a hit and bring the person in. The other reason I would always potentially take a hit is, um, and it happened this week actually, with I took a hit because the players I wanted to get in were going up in right in value in in price, and if I'd waited, I wouldn't have been able to get the players in. So I wanted to get Jones in, um, and I wanted to get uh, someone else in, and so the the simple thing was I waited as late as I could, kept checking the prices when the, they were about to go up. I just brought them in. It cost me four points, but I've got him in place, and if I'd waited. Till this week, I wouldn't have been able to because he's gone up to 5.5. So um, I definitely don't want to leave money on your bench. But at the same time, um, just be wary of where you're putting the money if you're going to do it straight away so that you're confident that that is going to instantly be repaying the hit. So bringing in a KDB or a, a Sterling this week for a hit um, would be a good move, you'd think, because they're likely to score quite well against Bournemouth, for example. Yeah, yeah, I think it's all about planning, really. I mean, like, if you're looking at uh, the next three to five game weeks, that's kind of how, the, how I measure three to five, maybe even up to seven sometimes. But when you're bringing in a transfer, you want to kind of plan your next one as well. So, I mean, if just say I took out Kane this week, which I wouldn't do, uh, and then I'm looking to get in Pogba next week, then yeah, I would, I would leave money in the bank uh, to do that, depending on if Pogba's got a difficult fixture. But I normally optimize my uh, money as much as possible and then just use use it all and then you kind of make sure if, if you're planning for a few weeks time you leave maybe a, a couple in the bank but it's very rare that I do that normally it's uh, mm. it's you know I'm, I'm going to want two chances to kind of fiddle around other players so yeah, it just it just depends th- on your team doesn't it really it does and I think just following up on what you said you made a really good point there I think I think a key thing with hits, regardless of the reason for doing it, is you're not doing it for, for one or two weeks. You know, you're always looking that a hit is uh, is going to be for four to six weeks minimum. Because, you know, if you take a hit to bring someone in and then take a hit to, to take them straight back out again, the chances are it won't work. You know, it's it's very rare that you'll, you'll luck in with getting a player in and out for hits, you know, because straight away you're losing those points. So, yeah, make sure it's long-term moves. Yeah, yeah. Billy, Billy, what are your thoughts yeah. on this one? Um, yeah, same in terms of planning ahead, really. So I think you've got to look at the reason why you're doing the transfer. Is it to, if you're doing it over two weeks and you want to save taking a minus four, then, then obviously transferring someone and leaving money in the bank makes a lot of sense. Um, or if you need to get on a bandwagon of a player that's performing well and shooting up in value, then you might want to stick all of your money in. I think it really depends on what the strategy for the transfer is. Um, I've taken a couple of weeks in the past to downgrade players um, and then to get better players like Hazard or KDB um, without taking a minus hit. So that's the only time I might leave a bit of money in the bank, especially if I'm, I think when you're transitioning from like forward into midfield or vice versa, that's when you might have that situation arise. But um, as a general rule of thumb, I agree with Alex that it's better to have your money on the pitch if it's just for that kind of that game week. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I, I'm dying for a piss at the moment, so I think this is about time to take a short break, and then we'll be back with the rest of the questions. Lovely. Okay. And now back to the Fantasy Football Surgery podcast after the Iceman's piss. 
Thanks, Alex. Thanks. You're welcome. Almost Hawks-esque. A... Yeah, I was about to say, nowhere near as good as Hawks. Yeah. So yeah, you, he's definitely got that job as, uh, as introducing oh, the pack good, the Iceman yeah. Pits. We should really reuse that again. I've got to find that one. That was really I, funny, actually. I think you do. Just just have that as the as the intro back after each one. Yeah. Okay, well, we're moving on to the questions. We've got a few more to run through here. Uh, so we've got one here from FPL Team of the Week. He's just put, uh, Hi, guys. What are your thoughts on Lukaku? Is he worth trusting over the next few game weeks? Thanks and Merry Christmas. So, go on, Alex. We'll go with you on this one. Um, I think he's a wait and see for me. It's 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 a price again. Very expensive. Um, sort of cheaper forwards are performing uh, better at the minute, but we've got the Pogba factor back now. Um, so I think I'm going to give him certainly a two or three weeks, see how he looks with Pogba, see if that really does spark him back. I'm just really worried. He seems to just need a rest more than anything. He, you know, the eye test suggests that he, he's not particularly performing uh, performing well. I know he's got a couple of goals now back-to-back. I did a, I had a quick look at um, Only five a, a attempts, comparison. Though. Exactly, yeah. And I had a quick look at a comparisons between him and uh, Salah. Um, so Salah uh, touched in the penalty area over the last four 36 to Kaku's 16 attempts, 17 to 7 in the box, 13 to 7. So I just, yeah, I mean, actually, I also had just interestingly had a look at a comparison between Lukaku and Dominic Calvin Lewin. <laughs> so penalty area touches, 15 to 12. So they're virtually identical, two goals each. Um, and Calvert Lewin's actually had more shots and more shots on target, and is less than half the price. So when you look at it like that, wow. you've kind of got to go, why? Why Great would you invest? Stat. Yeah. But at, at the same time, with Pogba back, you just don't know. And the fixtures are very good. So um, it's certainly a monitor for me at the minute. Yeah. Yeah, Bully? Um, I'd, as per our discussion earlier, I'd rather have Kane for the double game week at the moment. Um, and I really am concerned about Zlatan's influence on Lukaku. Even if they both play on the pitch at the same time, Zlatan goes straight down the centre on those occasions. Yeah. So um, it, I'm sure he'll get points, but I think in terms of guaranteed optimal playing time, you're better off with some of the other strikers that we've mentioned earlier. Yeah, I I almost agree. I, I just think that if you're punting on him, why not, really? Mm. Like, they've got some good fixtures. They've got Pogba back. Uh, the only reason, I suppose the only why not is uh, the rotation risk, but he's still not being, you know, he's still starting nearly every game. So, Well, he is starting mm. every game. So um, at the moment, I, I don't see it as a major risk. He's playing up front for one of the best uh, teams in the Premiership. I know, albeit they're not the the best attacking team, but they've still scored, um, I think, it's second most amounts of goals this season. So, uh, he's got the potential to to score some big points still. He did it for Everton. He, he does go through these droughts where uh, he doesn't get anything. At the moment, it's a drought, but he scored two goals in his last two. So mm-hmm. I think that it's a good pun. I was almost tempted to, to go there myself. I just, like you say, uh, I do kind of want to wait a little bit longer, wait for him to get back into tip-top form. And then, yeah, but um, if you're punting, I, I don't see why not. I think I think there's a the final point on that would be um, it's team selected by still at 34%, but most of those will be dead teams now. So yeah. there was a question earlier about differentials to sort of make you way up the a, a mini league. I mean, if they're active players, the chances are the people in his mini league probably won't have Lukaku. So he might be a, a really good um, differential uh, over over the next few weeks if, yeah. if he can get him into his team. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, so we've got um, Mark Edwovey. Um, 
So we've got Mark Edworthy. He's just saying there are lots of podcasts, websites, Facebook groups, group chats, and all but bar the use of hard cold stats. How do you all make decisions purely based uh, purely by yourself, or run them by people slash groups, or just do what the podcast says? So. My decisions are, are based on kind of my research mainly, but I do run it past a couple of Twitter groups just to see what they reckon, is see if anyone's completely against them, and um, more often than not, they normally go with it. But it's uh, you've got to do things you know, on your own, go with your gut, because you're, yourself is the one you need to trust. And uh, if you're doing the research yourself, surely you would, you would go by that and not just by other opinions. I always listen to other opinions. I always listen to other podcasts and uh, you know, websites, Facebook groups and things. I, I just look at it because it's interesting. Because it's FPL, it's a, it's a hobby of mine and I, I do enjoy it. But it's not to say that I'm, I'm going to follow any of them. I always go with what I think mainly. What, what your, What's yours, Bully? I'm going to go to you here first. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm certainly no expert. So I obviously we run things. I, I run things past you in the week, and um, I read some of the articles online. Um, I go by the eye test quite often, so I do like watching football and making judgments there. Um, I don't like asking too many people because again, it's just one of those things where you'll always get a different answer, um, and that can confuse you. So I prefer to be a little bit headstrong in terms of like making my own conclusion on things. Um, but yeah, I'm probably more driven by the things that I read and watch than I am discussing changes. Yeah, yeah. And Alex? Yeah, I, I, I'd say, I mean, I think you summed it up well. I mean, it's, it's a big hobby of mine, so I, I do read, I mean, you know, chat to a lot of people about it, listen to listen to podcasts um, pretty much nonstop. My wife thinks it's, it's ridiculous because she's <laughs> forced to listen to them in the car. Oh, nice. um, but um, I, I think yeah, I was uh, a mate of mine, um, Dave. Was we were talking about um, something the other day, and he was just like, "You you've got to go with your gut, especially on things like captain." And I mean, I, it still grinds me to this right now. Is three or four weeks ago, I was on Hazard all week. He was my gut feel, and I was swayed by captain polls and various other things. And I changed to Kane, and I think it was the week when Hazard got a couple of goals and, and an assist, and Kane got nothing. Yeah. And, I mean, I was just kicking myself for the rest of the week. And that was based on, I went against my gut decision and went on, you know, what the, the polls and, and various other people were saying. And in hindsight, I should have just stuck with my gut. And, and you know, I'd, I'd, have been, I'd have been quite happy then. Because I think you don't mind missing out on points if it's you've gone with your gut, or I certainly don't. Yeah. It's when I make those changes. Against and, your and gut. But, yeah exactly yeah you go with you go with the the crowd or, or whatever it might be and i think sometimes you just gotta you gotta you get all that information but but then just just make your own call at the end of it yeah i i agree with that i think mark's kind of in the same boat because i think he's got his own uh podcast as well sky mm. one so yeah he, 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 i'm sure he, he looks at all these things as well but in the end it's always down to your own decision Okay, so uh, moving on to the next one is uh, from Reddit again. So we've got uh, Lock on Kindly saying, How ridiculous is it to make a transfer before a game has been played to avoid a price rise, making making the player unaffordable? Uh, and he's saying just keep up the good work. So we've gone over kind of player value uh, a little bit in, in the last question. But I... <laughs> I mean, like Jay Eggersdorf came on here and he said that the the biggest mistake that amateurs make is that they make their uh, transfers too early. And 
I, I think he's right in a way that, um, yeah, sometimes transfers too early can lead to, um, you know, players getting injured, suspensions or something just for games. Um, but I think that sometimes it is needed. I mean, I did it uh, earlier in the season where I had to get Salah in, otherwise I wouldn't be able to afford him. Like I've reaped the benefits uh, till now because he's smashing it every week. Um, and I, I got lucky that particular game week that I didn't have any injuries, any suspensions or anything. But then it did work. So um, there is a case to say that sometimes it does does work. I mean, there's always going to be that risk to it. And we're playing an FPL game, which is which is a little bit risky, where you're you're gambling on all these players, uh, which you're hoping is going to do well. Not all of them are going to. So th- there's going to be an element of risk to any any decision you make. I do think that sometimes if you really want a player just to say the fact that it's going to be Salah, then yeah, do it. If you're not going to be able to afford him next week, uh, I th- I think that do it. What, what, what do you reckon on that, um, Alex? Yeah, I, th- I think you've, you've summed it up. I think if you can, if there's no, if you can afford to wait, just wait. Like I, I would ride it out for a, for the sake of a zero point one that's not going to affect you. I'd wait till you know Friday. You've heard all the press conferences. You've made sure everyone else. I mean, Murata this week was a was a prime example. You know, a lot of people moved quite early, and then of course he got this yellow card. And and if you'd already moved, you've you've got to keep him regardless of what you're, you're planning. Um, but I, I agree. I think if you're if you're wanting a big player and you can only afford to do it, then just just go for it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a game, and you wanna you wanna enjoy it as well, and you wanna have those good players in your team. So um, definitely worth the gamble every now and then if you if you if there's no other way of waiting for it. Yeah, Billy. Um, I'm just trying to think about this one really. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends. I guess if there's a runaway train um, player of a huge influx, they've had a big weekend, they've got a good game week fixtures coming up without too much in the middle of the week which is a very unique scenario i think that's when you can transfer early to take advantage of that price rise but otherwise being a little bit more yeah so sometimes definitely it's needed but other times i think it is about being cautious and just making sure you're going into the i mean half the battle of fpl is getting into the weekend with a with a starting 11 with yeah. decent fixtures so uh, i think that would be the priority but i agree with you ice when there's definitely a time and a place when, when doing it early is is helpful yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, well, that is going to be it for all the questions this week, uh, okay. guys. Um, Bully, you want to take it from here? Well, I've done a little mini summary of what we've talked about there, just to, to go through the main oh, nice. points. So, of the questions, of some of them that we answered, um, we discussed whether we should captain Sala in every game. And actually, we said the next two weeks, um, very tempting, just be wary of that rotation. Um, we can't trust Klopp. Spurs versus uh, the West Ham double game weeks. We talked, all of us were talking about Kane and Adrian. Um, Iceman, I know you've gone for Ogbonna, so potentially a West Ham defender. Um, and we think that three will be enough for this, but keep your eye on the Spurs big hitters, especially Ericsson, because if their form is good, they've got some nice fixtures afterwards, so keep an eye on them. We debated Lanzini versus Arnie, and it seemed like Arnautovic came out on top of that one for the goal threat. Kane in or out? Well, following on from Lanz- previous... Lanzini? Did you say Lanzini? No, we said Arnie came out on top. Oh, sorry, my mistake. (laughs) That's right. Um, We said Kane in or out, and we're all thinking actually Kane in um, with those fixtures. Uh, Differentials, so we named Pogba, Lingard, Gray of Watford, Zaha, Mane and Mares. Wildcard, the advice there was to keep it until the double game weeks to to maximise your uh, benefit from them. 
Um, Ashley Maitland, what's his face? Now, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, we, we said actually he's <laughs> not a thing at the moment, although very talented and we think we'll get some rotation time. Lukaku or not, um, we're a bit divided, but actually Iceman making a good point about, he's, if nothing else, he's worth a punt, definitely going to play. Um, always carries a goal threat. So those are the main sort of player-related issues. Um, should we have a captain's choice discussion? I think it might be helpful. Yes, I think we should, yeah. So let's go to our guest first, Alex. Who is going to be your captain for the next game week not currently in play? Uh, so at the minute, it is, I've got Salah and, as my captain and Kane as my vice-captain. Um, but there's some really good captain shouts are out. I mean, um, uh Chelsea are at home to Brighton as well, so yeah, you, you could you could and you uh, City are away to Newcastle, so you, you could pretty much pick any of those. But personally, I'll be I'm on Salah at the minute with Kane as vice. Okay, Iceman. I am also on Salah at the moment. I did have Hazard as my vice, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens um, towards uh, the end of this game week. Maybe if yeah, if Morata is definitely playing, I think that Hazard's still going to be a really good shout. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, Salah looks favourable against what against um, Swansea. Sorry, but um, my my Kane psychology is just just shouting at me this home tie against Saints, although it is the midweek fixture. Um, the other one you could go for is a City player against Newcastle, um, and we haven't mentioned Alexis Sanchez in this podcast, but um, quietly chipping away another goal last night against Liverpool. He's away against Palace, so a potential differential option. I definitely think he's going to play most of the fixtures as we head into January. But um, if you ask me to put my hat on one, I'm probably going to end up going Kane against Southampton. <laughs> yeah, see. After all that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Should we do the uh, game week after as well? Um, we've got yes, a couple, couple of game weeks. So we've got game week 21. Um, just going on what I'm... I've got here. I, I would probably be looking at Salah again, or the likes of Chelsea against Stoke, um, Hazard and Morata. Uh, they, they would be my choices. Alex? Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think I think it will be... I'm going to sort of monitor who is rested or not rested, or if managers suggest that they're going to have a rest, because obviously with the games being so close together, that will be a, a bit of a concern for me, is, is, is Salah, you know, if he, if he comes off, in the 67th minute of this game come, game week coming up, then you would guess that he'll probably start against Leicester, so he might be a good shout. City away to Palace as well, that that might be a quite a good one for, for Sterling. But yeah, I, I would probably think Salah or Hazard or Morata for me at the minute for that one. Yeah, Billy? Yeah, I think if you've got Hazard against Stoke, that's a really nice fixture. Again, City away at Palace. Yeah. Um, very, very tempting. Maybe depending on how he rotates in, Sterling could be a good differential option in that one. Um, or Aguero if you've got him. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all mm. almost all nailed on for that game week 22 captaincy in Kane. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 without yeah. question. Yeah. With that double <laughs> yeah, game definitely. week against Swansea and, and West Ham, you Trip. can't. Not. Trip, triple captain interest anyone yeah see it all depends on form and uh, how things are running at the time it, it is a tempting one but I, I don't know if I will be I, I went early on the triple captain last season and it didn't kind of work for me as well as I hoped but it, it is a potential um, it, it all depends on that um, how things are going near the game week what, what do you reckon yeah, I, I'm the same as you. I, I think I'd kind of, with the form of the last couple of weeks, I'd gone off the idea. When, I, when it was first released that there was going to be the double game week, I was pretty set that I'd do it. But now I'm sort of, I'm chickening out a little bit. So I think, I think 
see how it goes over the next few weeks for me. And again, if there's any talk of rotation. Um, but yeah, if he gets a bit of form up, I'd, they're, they're good fixtures, you know. That's, that's the nice yeah. thing, you know. It, a Kane that's scoring a few goals against a home against West Ham mm, yeah. and away against Swansea, you sort of start thinking, there's, there's a few goals in that. I was just going to say that, Alex, actually, because at the start of the season, in the same scenario, the same fixtures and the same Harry Kane in form, this wouldn't have even been a question. It would have been, no. we're all doing it. It's just, we need him to come good in the next few weeks. The other thing that makes this interesting is with the uh, the free hit option now, you've almost got like a second wild card to tackle if there's another double game week later in the season. Sure. Um, so this is very favourable um, if he's in form for a triple captaincy, I think. Yeah, I'd agree. So that's our, our captain's choices covered, Iceman. Um, any any feedback comments box this week? Yeah, we've got a few on the old uh, feedback box. So we've got one here, here from uh, one of our Slack members, Bitter and Stout at Mike underscore so Jeski. So he's just saying mm-hmm. there are quite a lot of FPL pods, many of them quite good. Uh, in many of them, uh, the podcasters don't stop blabbering on about themselves or their choices. Many of them have never finished in the top 10k. Uh, you don't need those pods. Get this pod. Get in. <laughs> so Mark Jesse, you know, just bigging up for us on Twitter. Uh, uh, much respect to the other podcasts as well, though. I, like, I, I do listen to them all. I do think they're all great as well. But yeah, thanks for that feedback there, Mike. Appreciate top. it. Top man. Thank you so much. Well, um, if you want to get in contact with us and uh, give us feedback, uh, a few places you can follow the surgery now. So www.fancyfootballsurgery.com. The Hall of Fame is on there. If you want to get your name on there, get yourself onto our Patreon page, uh, Patreon forward slash fancy football surgery um, and, uh, and, and get supporting us. Join the Hall of Fame. Um, you can listen to us on SoundCloud or iTunes. You might be listening to us on either. Um, up the pod on Reddit, and you can send us questions at ff underscore surgery on Twitter. Please join the mini league. Um, so one one seven three hyphen four double five. We haven't gone through that today, but I'm just going to presume that Demir Tanay is still top. Um, and you can also email us as well, ff surgery podcast at Yahoo. Dot com and if you send us some feedback you'll have every chance of getting in the feedback box at the end speaking of demir we uh, should be due to get him on the podcast at some point so uh should be having the number one in the world coming on the podcast soon do you um, know what ice man yep do you know what chelsea just got rid of emanalo who was like their chief scout head of transfers with you pulling that one off i think you should apply for the job <laughs> <laughs> why not why not Great effort, great effort from you. It'd be great to, to have uh, Demir on. But our current guest, Alex, fantastic again. Thanks for joining us. Some great views there. Do you just want to say a little bit about what you're involved with at the moment and your Twitter activity? Yeah, yeah. A couple of shout-outs to a couple of really good sites that, that I have a little bit of involvement with. A fantasy Football Geek site um, does a lot of work. Just very easy to read. Um, uh, site with very clear information captains and, I, and he sort of looks into his own team and has some selectors teams and also um, from a community point of view uh, fancy football 24 7 and just just really cool community lots of feedback really good um, articles on there so i know there are a lot of fancy football websites out there but just check those two out if you're uh, if you've got a spare five Five yeah, minutes. It was and... actually uh, Fancy Football Geek that kind of got me into Fancy Football a bit more, just seeing the posts go mm. up there. I've, I've always loved them. Um, I think they've, they've got some good content on there. 
Yeah, he works really hard, and he's got, like I said, he's got. Um, it's 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 nice and concise. I really like that that idea. Just to, you know, they're, they're they're easy to read. You know, you can pick them up, look through the articles in a, in a short time. So you know, I do like that one. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us again, Alex. No doubt we'll have you back on before the end of the season. Yeah, that would be great. And thanks to Joe, all the way from New Zealand. Brilliant. He hasn't come yeah. to the UK. Just to be clear about it, he hasn't come to the UK from New Zealand, but he's uh, given given the time late to tune in, which is fantastic. So great. If, great if you contribute to my flights, I'll, I'll be over there. In, <laughs> um, well, tw- 24 hours to be exact, but I'll, I'll be over there straight away. We'll get you a ticket to the Wednesday as well, so you can see him live in the flesh. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was just talking to you before, wasn't I? The, the game kicks off. What time is it now? Midnight. So the game kicks off in about three hours. So maybe right, I just won't get, get to bed. Yeah, get don't go to bed. No need to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have a few beers. Kids will be grumpy as anything tomorrow then when they have to deal with me. But... So will Dad, by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, right. boys. Thank up you. The and Cheers, up the pod. Um, Iceman, any, any final, like Jerry Springer, any final thoughts from you this Christmas? Um, you know, advice to our guests or, or just any final thoughts? Don't make any FPL drunken changes. That is, do you know what? That is, I've been asking you for wisdom for a month and that is perfect. That's exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Give your phone to somebody else and uh, lock your FPL account. Yeah, yeah. Don't do anything stupid. Well, let's hope we can get through um, Christmas Day so we can get through to what we're all looking forward to, which is the, uh, the Boxing Day fixtures. Um, from me, Bully, and the Fancy Football Surgery Podcast, Merry Christmas and good luck in these next few game weeks. Christmas, everyone. Cue wonderful music. Cue it. Merry Christmas. Good job, boys. Good work. Yeah, good pod. Good pod. Good.